0: All right, and welcome in to the first episode of The Hill and Valley. This is Nick Roby, your host. Um, I'm joined by my, my good friend, Will Raven, uh, today as we talk about some good old Clemson football. Will, how's it going tonight?
1: Nick, what's up, man? Um, things are great, man. Uh, it's a, It's been a good weekend. Um, me and my wife got out in the yard, did some work, uh, earned, earned our stripes, and... Uh, and it's just been a good weekend. Um, really looking forward to this this season. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, mostly looking forward to watching uh, our Clemson Tigers uh, go after it this this season. So yeah, um, yeah, doing well, man. Looking forward yeah. to the show. Thank you again for having me.
0: It's oh, of it's course, beautiful. yeah. No, I'm. Thank you for being on. This is really fun. Um. So yeah, y'all. Thank you for listening. This is the first episode of what I hope to be just many, um, into this just diving in of just a niche of wanting to talk more exclusively about Clemson football, but then also just having a place of that talks about all Clemson major sports and, and, a, and a place for that. Um, so thank you for, for checking this out. And so before we get started, Will, I also thought to maybe we can give a little background. So as a fun fact, Will and I used to be roommates in college. And so at Clemson of course and so well I guess maybe you can give the people like maybe just a couple like a minute or something of just like how what's your connection with Clemson like where like where does this fandom come from
1: sure so um yeah I mean I think it was brought to a whole nother level going to Clemson um for sure and I think you probably agree with that um Oh, yeah. But uh, I think it, it all started, you know, as a, as a toddler, um, late nineties. Um, I did, I faintly remember the Tommy West era, which is, um, you'd hate to even faintly remember it, but, um, I do remember, uh, some of that. And then obviously early two thousands, Tommy Bowden era with and danzler. Um, mm-hmm. I think as a kid, I actually remember that more clearly than even the late nineties. So, um, cause, cause I actually went to the games and like, I remember watching him play. Um, so yeah. well, I think just the, the pageantry, the excitement around the stadium as like a six year old or eight year old, you're just like, you're falling in love with it. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what, it, what does it take to be here? Um, later on in life. So, uh, I think, It all started you know as a kid um my dad went to clemson he was there um when danny ford was coach and won our first national championship in 19 well 1981 season january 1st 1982 against nebraska um and so so there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of heart in the raven household um when it comes to clemson football so it started at a really young age, and it took off, man. Um, I think if I had my choice, I'd, I'd be, I'd take whatever major I could get just to be at Clemson. So um, uh, thrilled to to be able to even reminisce. So
0: yeah, go I love it. Love it. Yeah, no, love it. Yeah, and that's great. I mean, I think that's bad, what... actually.
1: Um, yeah, you know, I live in Clemson. I saw Danny Ford at Ingles today. So. Local celebrity.
0: Well, I was was, going to say, it's such—it's a big university and not as big as some other public ones, you know, but it has that like that small town community feel. So so naturally, like you run into people um, all the time or just that familial feel to it. Um, I feel like Clemson really values um, just family and legacy and um, that generational connection to it. Um, which I really love. I had a bunch of family members go there myself and just so like you remember the day that you get your letter if you if you happen to get to go. And it's just such a special feeling. So yeah, I really remember that. And I like, he, like I remember in high school watching like CJ Spiller, senior day, first day, and then runs with the kick up uh, kickoff for a touchdown. You know, and just you just remember these special moments or um over time, and watching you know the Tigers win overtime, or us like narrowly escaping NC State kicking a field goal. Oh yeah! Like like like, there's just so many memories that like jog you back to you are like right there, and so, oh, yeah. so even just getting to join together, and then Will and I got to be roommates for for a bit too. So that was always fun, especially getting to watch like away games. And I will say the passion is definitely there, and I just I love like how much we got into that. Like I remember like when. Catanzaro kicked the field goal to beat LSU and how I was just really hoping that that would actually happen in the Chick-fil-A oh, Bowl. Man. You know, like there's just things like, like you see where we are now, which you feel like we're finally getting like what you would hope for, but there are memories of like, man, I hope we beat Maryland and don't like just roll an egg on the road, you know, yeah. or like, I hope this Wake Forest team's really tough. Yeah. Let's
1: take care of Wake Forest. Yeah. Um, yeah, seriously, um, and I think you know how fortunate are we. Our freshman year, I mean, we come off of a six and seven season. We lose to South Florida in a, a horrible ball match, and we're, mm-hmm. we're 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 not we're not slated to be an ACC powerhouse our freshman year. And right. you know, we're eighteen years old and we're optimistic, and we're like, oh yeah, I mean, we could. I could see a path. Uh, a winning path in every game, right? Every game, right? It's always there. And then we go five and zero, and we've beaten three top ten teams, and um it's like Auburn, then Florida State, then Virginia Tech, and you're like, this is a special season, like. Uh, and and we got to really see Dabo Sweeney, like the fruit of his labor, um, mm-hmm. kind of kind of come out. So our oh, freshman year very very exciting um and it just like it it brought it it was like the culmination of all of the hope that we've had like you described of just like hoping to be a mid-level mm-hmm. acc team and like have a decent year you know and now we're we're on the cusp of like being being really great and so and we got to see it we were there
0: yeah, I think it's a special time to be there. Um, I mean, we we just missed out on, on on winning a national title, like while we're in school. But yep. at the same time, though, as you think about it, it's just really special the time we got to be there because you really like. I think you put it great, greatly. Like we got to be a part of seeing something being built and how special that was. Like, I can remember. I've never heard the stadium so loud for Auburn and Florida State. Oh my like so benches were broken because of how much the student section was jumping on top of them. Because how loud! Like when we got that interception to beat Florida State, yeah. or but but and it's crazy to think about now. But back in that was 2015, or I'm sorry, 20 2011, um, yeah. 2011 because that's Sammy Watkins' freshman year. Just for yes. those who are who are listening, that's the kind of reference we're talking about. Like it was kind was of questionable. Just yeah, it was this coming out party. Um, And it was kind of questionable of, like, is Dabo – can Dabo really be this guy? Like, is Dabo the right fit? And not like it was, like, people – I don't feel like it was super, like, the general consensus was, like, we should let him go. But it was kind of starting to become, like, okay, like, can he start to, like, prove that he – can start to come through and start helping us move progressively, you know, Because right. having a losing season. Like we have Taj Boyd and Kyle Parker and trying to figure out who to start and we lose the the bowl game. And then to go on that run to start that season, I feel like that was really the start of where we are today, but yeah. in the moment it felt so you just weren't sure it was very, it was, it was, it was exciting.
1: Oh man. It was so exciting.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. so um so yeah that's a little bit just history that will and I have so will and I have known each other for 10 years I yeah know, or so which is like it, i it mean almost crazy. over a
1: decade at least yeah. a decade
0: yeah at least a decade so um which is really fun to get through and miss about that but we have a 2021 season to talk about so i brought will in because I thought he was the perfect guy to get myself and others hyped up for this reason. <laughs> if you ever needed a hype man, like Will Raven is your person. And so I'm just pumped about this. So um, Will has graciously wanted to join us. And so what I thought would be really fun is basically what Will and I would do. So when you have roommates um, or have at least a group of what like our friends, um, what you would do is like, you look at who you're bringing back in, who's staying. Cause in the college game, obviously like we, you're only around for, four years. And if they're really good three years. And so there can be a lot of turnover or guys having to fill in roles that they were backups and not having to be starters. And you hear a lot of talk of people and now you want to see who's going to step up, who's going to fill those roles. And I feel like this year, especially um, the pieces are there, but we're having to fill in a lot more roles where we've had Trevor Lawrence, Travis, Etienne, you know, Amari Rogers, like we've had those guys who have been there for a while. And so, it's exciting, but you're also like, I'm ready to see what this looks like. So I thought it'd be fun for us to kind of, basically, do what we do off the microphone and just record mm-hmm. what we talk about, is because <laughs> we do this already anyway. Um, as I'm sure Will can attest to as well. So I figured we could go position by position, just kind of see what we're looking for. And from a, from just a Clemson's perspectives fan of like, and and you, I'm sure if you're not even a Clemson fan you tend to do this like with your own team and so just from a fan's perspective like what do you look for like what are you looking for when it, as you're going into a season especially so Will if you're ready to get started I figured yeah. we could talk with special teams first I'm just kidding um <laughs> all respect to the special teams but I feel like the big question on everybody's um and the special teams we're bringing back um good quality guys so I'm I'm excited for them but I mean, I feel like the big question is is DJ. You know, I mean, DJ is filling in Trevor Lawrence, three-year starter, Heisman finalist a couple times, um, won a national title, played in two title games, three straight playoff appearances, number one overall pick. And then you have DJ, Uyunglele. So mm-hmm. expect a lot of pronunciations this year or a lot of short DJs yeah. um, from people. But, I mean, Will, what are you looking for? I mean, obviously – just in the quarterback room in general, but what are you looking for from him as he really gets to take over being the guy now?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like we have, we've actually witnessed, you know, our, our tenure so far, you know, uh, since college, um, as, as being, uh, I would say rabid fans, um, I mean, we've seen good quarterbacks go through Clemson and I think we are very, f- this is a very familiar question for us. Um, you have, you have KP who could sling the ball. Um, uh-huh. he, he could throw absolute darts. However, you know, he, he couldn't win some big ones. Taj, he was very good on the ground. Um, he, he had good command and he could also sling the ball all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. He loved to throw it deep. And you're like, can we replace Taj? Like he, he, he kind of brought us to an elite um, grade. And then you yeah. get five star Deshaun Watson and he goes down his freshman year with a knee injury, um, comes back, takes us, takes us even farther um, or further. And and you're like, how can you replace Deshaun? And you have Trevor Lawrence come in. And you're like, is, I mean, what is happening? Um, and so uh, it's a very familiar question. I What I'd like to see from DJ um, is really can he take control of the game and mm-hmm. and lead those guys? Because he's new. Um, I mean – He's not new to the team, but he's he's new to that starter role. Um, he had to step in um, twice last year and mm-hmm. um he aced it in my opinion. I mean he stepped in and oh, he's, yeah. he's been through he's been through adversity. Um mm-hmm. and he's battled back. So he, he's got he's got battle scars. I'm really excited about him leading that team. Um Mm-hmm. And and I just I get psyched up, um, or, or psyched out about just leadership skills of, of football players and just leadership leadership skills in general, really in, in life. But um, I I'm excited about about DJ just taking over the game. Um, yeah. And you, I mean, you see it those those names that I mentioned. You see, there's like there's like a turning point. In those, in those guys' career at Clemson, where they have become not just a quarterback, but it, there's like, okay, it's their game now, and we're just here to watch. And um, so for him, I'm excited about um, him just leading the team. Um, we've seen his arm. He can sling it. I'm ready for him to run some people over because um, he's an absolute team. And so – I don't know. We'll see, man, but I I'm pumped about him.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm as least concerned as you can be about a guy who started two games last year taking yeah. over. Um, yeah, I think it's put very well. I think there's a lot of outside conversation outside of the Clemson bubble, as people will say, as I've listened in on on national writers and media and just people, you know, I have my magazines. um, I've been listening and taking all this information in and in the Clemson bubble, people are very excited. And what, with what's there and what's coming in and filling in, I would say outside, you know, you look and you're like, okay, you lose Trevor Lawrence, you lose Travis Etienne, you lose your biggest guys this year. This is the year to be Clemson. And honestly, and I'm not just saying this, this team could be better than those previous years because because of how much talent is there and it's not because of like oh the most guys it's because of it's spread out i think the depth is there and whereas sometimes in in previous couple years we've had to rely on bigger names to carry the load and you knew it was coming and you and a lot of teams couldn't stop it but we got to you know past couple years into the champion like the farther levels um That's when, you know, some of the hiccups would come, which, like, is still a great season. But for DJ, I mean, the talent is there. If he had started a few more games, he'd be talked about as the best quarterback in the country. Because I personally think he is, but he just doesn't have the the stats or the amount of starts to really prove that. I mean, him, his start at Notre Dame, I mean, he broke the record. Like, just a reminder for the people, he broke the record for the most passing yards against Notre Dame. All time, he did. Notre Dame powerhouse freshman second game first game on the road with with basically not a great running game and a couple turnovers that were not I mean a little bit his fault but like it was a group like he still we were this close to still beating them in overtime I mean it was just impressive and I think so the difference for me for him is like it's it's a mental side of okay you're the guy now. Yeah. You're, you can't just be the quiet guy and let somebody else lead. You have to be a part of the leadership team. And I think it's there. You just have to – it might take a little bit for him to, like, step into it. But listening to him at, like, the media – ACC media days, like, he's got a good head on his shoulders. And I think – you put it well, but what I, when you when you connect Taj to Deshaun to and to Trevor, all those guys – I mean, Kelly, Bryant too. Like, they had a calmness about them and – like I think a big part of a team like this is you need somebody who like a quiet confidence of like, guys, we got this. Like we're, we're going to do it. We're going to drive down the field and we're going to, we're going to score. Like, you know, it's just a matter of how we're going to do it. You know, you need that. Um, And so, especially with when you have a lot of young talented players. So I'm excited. I think, and there's also just a big question of like, you know, who's going to be his backup. But I mean, we've got people who who can fill the role and honestly backup qb like if he goes down you're not winning a national title anyway so it's kind of like it is what it is you know and you'd like to have somebody really good back there um not that those guys aren't like quality players but it's just it's the luck of the draw with the year so um but for the sake of time we can keep moving as well um we can go to running backs next um so running back, you know, you have like all ACC, all-time ACC leading rusher, Travis Etienne. So it's a similar question. Um, this one's a little bit different because we don't necessarily have like a clear starter. Like how are you feeling about the running back room? Um,
1: I think, I mean, I would agree that there's, there's no clear starter, I think at this point. Um, we do have a stable of running backs. I think um, I think we have three guys that, in my opinion, um, are going to do some damage. Um, I mean, obviously Linjay is going to he's going to come out and he's going to play. Um, mm-hmm. I think he he might get the nod, maybe the first touch, um, but I really I I see from our our offensive staff that they're, they're going to rotate some guys. Um, I like Kobe pace and I like Mikey Dukes, Um, Mikey Dukes. I don't know. He didn't really get talked about very much um, just because uh, his freshman year. Anyway, he kind of, he kind of struggled making, making the right runs. And, and I think he caught the ball up a couple of times. But that dude is so shifty. I've seen him, I've seen yeah. him. He is so shifty. He's got like, I know this is sensational, but he's got CJ Spiller shifty vibes. And wow. um, I don't know if he has the CJ Spiller explosion and, or even Travis Etienne explosion um, or, or speed long, like long distance. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I love watching him shift. And um, so I'm excited about him. Um, but I honestly think Lin J it's probably going to get the nod. Um, yeah. I like Lin-J. Um, He's a really consistent back, and I would even say, um, I don't know if it was if it was last year or the year before, Jay just went off and he had a really great year, um, and and so I think he's he's a seasoned back. I think he's he's the best back we have right now, um, but. I think those three guys, in my opinion, um, are probably going to be the big rotation. Um, Darian Rincer, he's a great leader in the in the running back room, um, <clears throat> but I don't I don't I don't know if if he's going to get anything. But um, love the guy. I think I think Darian's awesome. Um, yeah. But uh, he just he's the he's the barometer. I would say in the room. Um, mm-hmm. He kind of he he kind of keeps the status quo of that of those guys he's a great leader um but those three guys in my opinion are going to be heavily rotated i think
0: yeah i would say this is probably for me the biggest i want to say question mark but the biggest i guess i would say this running back room was the most intriguing mm-hmm. room to see how the staff uses them and how like creative they can be and trying Cause there's so many talented guys. I mean, Ches Malusi, who is now going to be this, like getting a bulk of carries at Wisconsin transferred out because of all the talents in the room. Yeah. He's like, I I, I, I need this. I need to play, yeah. you know? And it wasn't like anything against those guys. It just was, um, really good. I, I agree. Lin J is going to get the, like, like it's clear to me. I think Lin J gets the start against Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I think he's gonna be a senior, he has earned his dues. And the way Dabo runs his program is that he really tries to give like seniors benefit of the doubt, give upperclassmen benefit of the doubt and at least give them the opportunity. Now I mean when there's when there's talent behind them, like you, you don't want to stop them from playing, but like if it's if it's equal, he's gonna he's gonna give they're gonna give like upperclassmen the chance first.
1: Yeah, I mean, you think about you remember Etienne's freshman year. I mean, he was he was so raw and talented, but he he did not get the starting role because he couldn't block.
0: Yeah,
1: and and something that is very important. I think we're going to see um, is Tony Elliott. He he is all about protecting his QB, and yeah. um, if they can earn their dues that way, um, then 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 I think that's, that's the way to go. But, um, but yeah, if, if they can, if they can block, they'll, they'll earn, they'll earn Mm -hmm. earn snaps. So um,
0: yeah, I think, um, you know, I agree like earning some snaps and stuff. Um, I think pace, I'm really excited about. I think he has that bruiser kind of um, just that tough, like hard nose kind of yards I'm excited about that. The only guy we haven't mentioned yet that I'm really excited about is Will Shipley. Dude. Will Shipley is going to be good, and that's yeah. what makes this so interesting. Is is like, where do you do with all these guys? I'm excited because I've heard, I've heard he's like a Christian McCaffrey kind of mold. Like, I mean, I, I don't want to put that on a, a freshman, you know, but yeah. that kind of style of runner I think is really exciting when you get like dj who can run and then you have someone who can run like shipley and then be as elusive in the passing game as well i mean good luck trying to defend that as a linebacker so i um i could see shipley getting a lot of um touches as well but i i think the big thing with the running back room is it's going to be more by committee i don't yeah. think one guy is going to just take all the runs um as has been with with ETN. I think it's being more spread out because there's so many guys and you're just going to try to keep fresh bodies in there um, and go with that. So there's running backs. Um, but I agree. Lin is probably be the starter at least game one um, wide receiver. We've got, you know, Amari Rogers, Cornell Powell, two guys that um, were good, solid rotation players and then became starters later in their career. Now in the NFL. And now we've got, um some holes are trying to be filled and Justin Ross has been cleared to play officially. Yes. I mean, dude, like how are you feeling about wide receiver cuz honestly, I'm pretty excited with what's with what's there.
1: Dude, I'm pumped. I mean, we have we have so much talent and um I'm so excited uh to watch all these guys play. Um I think I think E.J. Williams, I'm really excited about. He, I mean, he, he can he play. Stepped up, he stepped up in such a big way at the end of the season last year. Um, and I think he filled he filled a big hole. Um, and obviously excited for Justin Ross to be back. I think, you know, if all goes well, he stays healthy. Th- this is the last time we're going to watch him play. Um, and um, Justin Gata, he's a stud. I'd love to see more out of Frank Gladson. Um, and then a Joe mm-hmm. Joe. I mean, all you hear about a Joe Joe is he's just like a freak athlete. And yeah. um, so excited. I mean, Dabo loves this. He loves that guy. I mean, he can't stop talking about it. Oh, I know. Uh, so so those guys, obviously, you know, I missed a few of those guys. Um, but, you know, I mean, we just have a ton of guys. You know, Bo Collins. Um, mm-hmm. I, I talked to uh, to Tyler Grisham. Um, he goes to church with me, and um, I try not to talk too much football with him, but uh, it's it's hard not to. But he he is super excited about Bo Collins.
0: Um, yeah, I'm. I mean, I've heard all the good things about Bo Collins, and he played in high school with DJ.
1: Yeah, so I mean, there, I, I, there's not a doubt in my mind that 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 he that he gets he gets some snaps in in this Georgia game. So um, yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, we're super deep at the wide receiver role. Um, I think some of these guys, they don't have a legacy yet outside of Justin Ross. Um, And so it's going to be hard for teams uh, to really line up against them because they haven't, they haven't seen them a ton. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think we're going to be lethal. Out, out there if if dj yeah. can can get protected um he can get some protection and, and some time to throw the ball um we're gonna be lethal on the outside
0: yeah i'm excited and also oh yeah by the way so i think the world kind of forgot about justin ross a little bit outside of this bubble because the dude torched alabama and like alabama's a good team um he went off in the playoffs well, be two years ago pay.
1: That, that Alabama team was deemed by the college football world as the best
0: ever. The yeah, best ever. I mean. Before that game. Eight, eight, eight can play. Let's just say A can play. So the, world, the world's going to be reminded very quickly. If he can be back to even like 75% of what he was, the dude can ball. And also, oh, yeah, by the way, they're going to play him in the slot just for funsies, just to like, for kicks and giggles, let's put him in the slot just to, yeah, good luck. To, as a mismatch. Yeah. Good have luck. fun with that. Uh, the only yeah, thing that makes me, me a little, me. it's a little concerning just knowing the injury was with his, with his spine and with his like back, you know, yep. getting hit over the middle. But I think once he like gets hit again and bounces up, he's, he's very versatile and he, he can ball. I'm telling you, it's gonna be fun. The only questions I have with this wide receiver room is I would love to see like three consistent, two to three consistent starters every week. I think that's the thing that I want to see consistency between who runs out there. I'm great with rotations and I'm great with wanting to get guys their shots. I love the way that they really try to get everybody touches and get involved in the game. But for me, I think there's, I, I would love to personally see some continuity. So, I mean, me, personally, I mean, you can give me your starters, too. I mean, I think all those guys are great and have some, some things. I think Ross goes out there. Um, I think EJ Williams probably goes out there first. And I would say Ngata, but ngata has been hurt. And I think that I just want to see him play at this yeah. point. Um, and So I would say Ladson, then, um, yeah. would, probably be, would probably be the three that go. And you'll see a lot of rotations. But, I mean it's really kind of pick your poison with those guys and who kind of steps up and separates themselves. But yeah, Yeah,
1: I agree. I absolutely Um, agree.
0: Yeah. Um, Cool. Um, See, I told you before we started, you you start talking about stuff and you look up and it's already been like 30 minutes Um, and it it flies on by. Um, So um, what I figured we could do is we can wrap up um, the offense and then, we could probably just do another another quick little episode. It's not like a long um, show for people to listen to at one time. But to wrap up, we've got tight end and we've got O-line. Um, so we can kind of lump them in together Just as, and then talk about the offense all in general. Um, tight end, I'm excited for Braden Galloway. I'm excited for a guy to like – I feels like it's just, just getting into now getting his shot to really show what he can do. And I'm just excited to have the tight end be a part of this offense because when you can have the tight end as part of this offense, I don't think we've seen what he's capable of since Jordan Leggett. And if you can get the tight end involved in the middle of the field, I mean, it just takes us up a whole nother level. I mean, what I mean, what are your thoughts with like tight end and stuff coming in?
1: I think we don't have a chance of being great this year if we do not involve the tight end. Um, I think when... We had lazy Leggett it before he became, you know, somebody that we could depend on. Like, I mean, we were, we were above average, but we weren't great. I mean, we couldn't get mm-hmm. over, we couldn't get over the hump. And um, once he left, like we kind of had a hole for a season. We didn't really have a tight end that we could utilize. And um, I mean, outside of blocking, but we didn't have anything over the middle that that we could really depend on. And mm-hmm. so, I'm extremely excited about Brayden Galloway. Um, when he, when he stepped in, in the playoff, um, I guess it was the, the night it was the 2020 playoff. Right. Or the nineteen yeah.
0: No, I mean, 19, 19, 19, he was suspended um, because of the whole, the Austria. Austria- yeah. It was the 20, yeah. The 2020 playoff. He, he stepped in and played those two yeah. games and
1: mm-hmm. um, it was just like, it was like a breath of fresh air. Um yeah. even had a he had a big play in the LSU game. Um and and so it was just good to have that feeling back that hey, we got we got yeah. a weapon. Um and um this past year we we got way more Davis Allen than we thought. Um and oh yeah. So both of those guys to me are are just staples to to our offense. And what's great about them is they don't do the same thing. Um they they just they operate differently. I know they play the same same position, but they they just kind of have their own game, which is really cool to watch. Um, our our staff utilize them and get different looks, um, but 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 play the same role. Um, I know that uh, we haven't really heard much from him except for when he was recruited, and that's Jalen Lay. Like that dude is an absolute unit, Nick.
0: Yeah, I've, um, I've heard the stories, but I mean, tell 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 me more.
1: I mean, I, I mean, I can't really tell you other than just like I've seen him in person, and he's like three of me, and
0: he's um, like two of me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just know, like, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to, I don't want to have pads on, um, and in his way. So um, uh, he's just an absolute unit, and if if he can if he can block. Catch the ball, play his role. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he has a good chance of playing this year. I'd love to see him be special. Obviously, uh, I want I want success for all those guys. But um, I think those three, in my mind, um, get the most playing time. I know we have a few on the roster um, that that we haven't seen much of, but but both both I mean both Davis Allen and and Braden Galloway. Mm-hmm. They're they're gonna play. They're gonna be they're gonna be guys we lean on. Um, yeah. But I would love to see Jalen Leg get, get out there.
0: Yeah. Oh, me too. I mean, those those guys. You just root for those guys and get to see them get touches. And even if all of them can't be stars per s, e, because there's only so much of the ball to go around. Um, like you just root for those guys. And yeah, I think another key proponent of this too with the time position I'm really excited about is that. From an outside perspective, it can sometimes look that Clemson is a pass-first team. But I would actually say when, when Clemson's offense is going well, the off the running game is humming. And there are holes in the middle. And when you can have a tight end, because it leads into the pass because you have to cover the yeah. running game. And when you can have a tight end, you can split out Galloway out wide. Or you have to, you have, to have a linebacker, at least somebody, cover him and watch him in the middle. So you take away... As many blitzes or as many guys trying to cover the middle, at least more holes for a guy like Lynn Jay or Shipley or Pace to hit that gap and give, I would even say, less pressure on the O line as we get to the more we can relieve pressure from the O line, I think the better they would play. Um, so, and I would say, look out for Allen in the red zone. I think that's, that's what they love to use Allen in the red zone. And it's just, he, he's like six, six and he's underrated and people forget about him, but the dude's going to have like five touchdowns. He might not have as many yards, but the dude will have like five touchdowns and have some key, have a couple of key, key plays this year.
1: People slept on him last year, man. They slept on him last year. He was in the end zone. You're absolutely right.
0: Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just saying like, There's a lot you have to cover for. Um, And so, and then finally we, I talked about O line a little bit, but man, I would say when you look at Clemson's offense, this unit probably got the most criticism last year. And, you know, some of it earned, um, they, they, they would even probably say to themselves that they underperformed a bit, but I would say like, this is, this is a part of the offense we're looking for, but, we've got the O-line and O-line doesn't get talked about as much, but it, they usually get talked about if it's not going as well. So I would say just from a unit perspective or just like any key things that you're looking for this year as we're looking to improve that.
1: Well, um, I don't know. I think I'm to be honest, Nick, like we don't really start looking at the O-line until you, like, have nothing else to look at. Um, I think as as Clemson has become so good over the last yeah. decade, like, we look at all these other things, and then, like, when we're so used to, like, a standard of play, you kind of, like, look for the problems, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense, but...
0: <clears throat> yeah, you, like, start you're communicating, Greg, you're
1: like, you're like well, well, where that- is the problem?
0: And, well, that, and that's what fans get in trouble with is early in the year yeah. is we're like, we can't be Alabama right now. Well, it's like, yeah, well, no, exactly. like Alabama couldn't beat Alabama right now. Like that's how, not how this works. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and so Robbie Caldwell, coach Caldwell, I I, I think is a great coach. I think he does get some criticism. Um, but I mean, he delivers, he's able, he's able to mm-hmm. really condition these guys and prepare these guys even, I guess, I mean, as the college football world would rate this unit as kind of just average unit, um, and we're not the biggest or the fastest O-line in the top ten, you know, um, which is kind of surprising, you would think. But um, I think they get criticism early on in the year, and then later on, like, he does such a great job of getting these guys um, – mm-hmm playing time and rotating them that they are, they're a well-oiled machine and, and they're equipped to take on the best uh, when the time comes. But I mean, we, we have a really young unit. Um, I think our, our most senior guy is um, Bachhorst And I mean, he's, he's a solid dude, um, but we're, we're missing Jackson Carmen. Um, he was, he was a big guy. He mm-hmm. was, um he was a leader on that squad. And so it's really hard to, it's hard to lose him. Um, but, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing these guys. Um, you know, we got Will Putnam coming back, which is great, but I mean, we really have a lot of freshmen here. Um, so we'll see, man. I think, I think it, it might just be the same old song and dance where they get criticism early and they got to mm-hmm. learn to gel together and, Coach Caldwell is going to get him ready. Um, I mean, you look at you look at the year um, we went to the national championship in fifteen. Like we didn't have a special unit, but we absolutely manhandled them all game. Yeah, like Eric Mac, Eric McClain, like he wasn't he wasn't necessarily like highly recruited and and. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he was just a stud out there and I don't know. I just think, I think it's going to be the same old song and dance every year Mm -hmm. where we're going to, we're going to be looking for areas where we can improve, which the O-line, I think, I definitely think we could, but, um, this, this is a young unit. I'm going to, I'm going to give some grace here. And I think mid season, we're going to really see what this team can do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's a great way to put that. I think that this is an evolving part of like the story of a season of what you follow, you know, like they get thrown in together and it's kind of like you don't talk about the O-line unless something's going wrong or you're trying to find something to look for. I think it's great to put Um, something I've just been listening to as I listen to the roar or as I listen to just um, especially with them um, is they were still trying to figure out the center position. Um, and I think that relationship is important, especially when you have a younger quarterback too. Um, not they can't handle anybody, but um, sure. just trying to, to, work that out and trying to replace, you know, big ones like Jackson Carmen or guys in the NFL. I've heard good things about McFadden. I've heard good things about Walker um, parks. I've heard, you know, you got like freshman like Marcus Tate and like Trotter, like you've heard some of these guys, but O-line is a very developmental position. It's how do they grow? And, I think I would also come to fans. I would just be mentally prepared for it's going to be some tough fighting in, in the line um, offensive defense in this Georgia game. Like I would say it's not going to look perfect. It's not going to be this well-oiled machine. Um, I would be pleasantly surprised if it was, but Georgia's got a strong defense. Like they're strong in the linebacker. Um, you know, they're going to try to get pressure. And so you're going to see a lot of like help, from the tight ends, you're going to see a lot of like maybe quick balls out. And so I'll just say mentally be, be prepared for that. But yeah, I think this unit will continue to grow and I I would see it being better than last year. Um, and also last year, you had a lot of holes trying to be filled from guys that left before too. So yeah. I think they have another year under their belt. And so it should be, it should be ready to go. Um, all right. Well, so I would say, we can put a pause in this now and then we can start recording a second episode as we talk about the defense because we got a lot to talk about the defense too. And so I don't know if somebody's ready no, to talk.
1: Was, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Um, yeah. That is, I think that's probably the most exciting for me, uh, not to be, um, uh, biased or anything but absolutely to be biased i am most excited about our defense i think the thing
0: i'll just i'll just end it with this i wish you could watch will watch venables coach a defense <laughs> during a game the image of somebody just jumping up and like getting hyped with him like for a, a tackle for a loss is one of the best things in life so I'll just leave it as that. So we'll put a pause on this and stay tuned for part two. When we talk about defense um, and here we go. So thanks for listening guys and we will see you soon.